Hello everyone, my name is Lee Nichols and I'm the Editor-in-Chief and Associate Publisher of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine and I'd like to welcome all of you to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. This podcast was written by Jason Giles of Dow. Now remember, you can subscribe to The Main Column podcast by clicking on the subscribe button which is located on the podcast website or you can use your smartphone by saying, hey Google, Alexa, or Siri, Subscribe me to the Main Column Podcast. Since the advent of the combustion engine, gasoline and automobile manufacturers have utilized additives as a means of improving overall fuel characteristics. Initial efforts focused on improving the fuel's octane rating, lowering the propensity for engine knocking. Tetraethyl lead proved to be an inexpensive additive capable of meeting this objective, and it remained prevalent in the United States until the 1970s, when concerns over lead toxicity resulted in the gradual shift to unleaded fuels. With tetraethyl lead no longer a viable option as a fuel additive, the industry began widely utilizing oxygenates to improve octane rating and fuel performance. The term oxygenate refers to a chemical compound that contains the element oxygen. Oxygenates added to fuel mixtures fall into two primary classes of chemicals, ethers and alcohols. Oxygenates can offer the same octane boosting capability as tetraethyl lead, with the added benefit of more complete fuel combustion due to the presence of oxygen with the fuel molecule. A reduction in uncombusted fuel escaping from the tailpipe results in an incremental improvement to fuel economy, but more importantly, it results in a reduction of volatile organic emissions into the atmosphere. In the United States, the Clean Air Act sets a quality standards which have helped cement the use of oxygenates in fuels due to their positive environmental impact. Methyl tert-butyl ether, or MTBE, became the preferred oxygenate in the United States following the advent of unleaded fuel, until it was found to cause groundwater contamination when leaked from fuel storage tanks. Though still used around the world, MTBE use in the United States began to be phased out in the early 2000s, when the oxygenate ethanol began to grow in prominence. In addition to being biodegradable, low concentrations of ethanol in groundwater do not pose the same health risk as MTBE. Production of ethanol can be achieved through renewable fermentation processes, reducing foreign energy dependence on crude oil and offering a potential long-term replacement to non-renewable resources. While ethanol offers a high-octane rating, it has approximately 30% lower energy density relative to unblended gasoline, which results in a reduction in miles per gallon when ethanol is added to fuel mixtures. Other properties of ethanol, such as its high vapor pressure and miscibility in water, make it less than optimal for use in fuels. Recent efforts have focused on developing butanol as the fuel oxygenate of the future. The octane rating of butanol is lower than ethanol, so why is there such an interest in using it to replace ethanol and gasoline? For starters, there is less of a miles per gallon penalty when used in fuel because the energy density of butanol is approximately 25% higher than ethanol. In addition, Butanol has a much lower water solubility than ethanol, reducing water contamination concerns during distribution and engine corrosion seen with some ethanol gasoline blends. Not only is the vapor pressure approximately 80% lower than that of ethanol, but butanol also does not exhibit the same blending characteristics as ethanol, which results in a disproportionate increase in vapor pressure when blended with gasoline at low concentrations. This allows refiners to utilize greater quantities of higher vapor pressure components while still adhering to read vapor pressure requirements for the final fuel blend. Butanol also exhibits improved biodegradability versus ethanol and is already being utilized in marine and off-road applications 
due to its low environmental impact. Why is butanol use as a fuel additive not widespread? Unlike ethanol, butanol exists in several isomers, each with its own unique fuel characteristics. Due to its higher octane rating, the most desired isomer for use in fuels is isobutanol. Renewable routes to isobutanol production exist, but have yet to be proven economically relative to bioethanol. Non-renewable isobutanol is commonly produced as a co-product with inbutanol through the hydroformylation of propylene to iso and inbutyrolhyde, followed by subsequent hydrogenation to iso and inbutanol. The chemical market demand has long favored inbutanol and has driven industry development efforts toward achieving greater quantities of the linear molecules through chemical synthesis. The olefin feedstock for chemical-grade butanol has historically been chemical or polymer-grade propylene. Both require additional rectification beyond the refinery-grade propylene generated at the refinery. Not surprisingly, this higher purity comes at a higher cost, which has limited its use to higher margin end products, such as solvents and plastics. Utilizing a variant of a butanol-producing technology, first commercialized nearly 50 years ago, a newer version of the technology, which is Dow and Johnson Matty's LPOXO process technology, produces a mixed butanol product from refinery-grade propylene suitable for use as a fuel additive. The process employs a proprietary catalyst available from Dow's company that offers high hydroformylation reactivity and improved selectivity toward the branch isobutylhyde molecule, which results in more isobutanol product that is favored as an oxygen additive for gasoline production. A streamlined flow sheet provides capital savings of about 15% to 20% versus those used for producing butanol destined for the chemical market. A portion of the savings is due to the elimination of isomer separation between inbutanol and isobutanol. While the octane rating of inbutanol is lower than that of isobutanol, its other properties are like isobutanol and are more acceptable for use in fuels. Characteristics such as vapor pressure, energy density, and water solubility of the butanol fuel blend based on the proprietary process remain positive versus ethanol. The flow sheet also incorporates a proprietary liquid phase hydrogenation scheme that offers capital savings versus a traditional vapor phase hydrogenation system and has been successively employed in numerous facilities worldwide. Another key benefit of the fuel butanol flow sheet is its capability to utilize low purity propylene streams eliminating the need for the refinery systems necessary to upgrade refinery-grade propylene to the higher-quality chemical or polymer grades required to produce organic chemicals and plastics. The proprietary butanol-producing technology acts as a C3 splitter, converting the contained propylene into usable aldehydes and generating a high-purity propane stream that can be returned to the refinery for further processing. The addition of the proprietary butanol-producing process into the refinery flow sheet can have other benefits as well. Alkylation, the process by which olefins are reacted with isobutane, is often employed at refineries as a means of upgrading chemicals with poor fuel characteristics to higher octane components. Among alkylates, butene alkylate is more valuable due to an octane rating several points higher than propylene alkylate. Refineries that use captive propylene in their alkylation units can shift to the proprietary process and then backfill alkylation with butenes, resulting in both a volume and an octane increase while decreasing reed vapor pressure. Components that previously could not be added to the fuel pool due to their negative impact on reed vapor pressure are now able to be used. In addition, 
The fuel butanol product generated by using the proprietary process is free or essentially free of sulfur, olefins, and aromatics, facilitating the blended fuels compliance with the United States Environmental Protection Agency's Tier 3 standard and other emission standards. Since the 1970s, the OXO process technology proprietary process has been the industry standard for production of aldehydes from propylene. More than 70% of all propylene-based OXO capacity and 90% of all licensed propylene capacity use this process. It has been licensed into 56 projects at 43 plants in 15 countries on four continents. The low-pressure rhodium-catalyzed hydroformylation step of the process for converting propylene to intermediate butyl hides employs a homogeneous ligand-modified rhodium-based catalyst and operates at mild pressures and temperatures, so less than 300 PSIA and less than 150 degrees Celsius. Once again, you've been listening to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column.